shame thrives on secrecy, silence, and judgment. All right, welcome or welcome back to Just Know Though podcast. I am your host, Jen, and we are doing our holiday mini lift series just for everybody to get through the holidays, you know, build some more connection, community. The first episode was about grief. The second was about lonely seasons. And this episode, I really want to talk about a few things, um, mainly about the emotion, shame, about mental health, and about the power of self-talk the power of our words, and the power of the tongue. Going to be talking about that today and going to be really vulnerable and just share a little bit of my story. Not going to get too deep into it because, you know, I ain't there yet. (laughs) But um, I do just want to encourage everybody to take everything I say with a grain of salt. My biggest takeaway is you should not feel shame for whatever you're going through, whatever mental health struggle, going to therapy. You know, shame is a really crazy emotion and it really hinders us from giving ourselves what we need and making the progress that we should do for ourselves. So that is what I'm going to be talking about today. Thank you in advance for spending time with me wherever you are. All right, let's get into it. In 2020, ooh, I was... I had basically worked really hard to get this promotion. And at this point, I am like low-key a workaholic, kind of ambitious because, you know, being first gen and being a woman, my parents did stress the fact that I should be financially independent. So I just carried that with me heavy, which is why I think I'm the way I am. Actually, I know it's the way I know that's the way I am. Like I just have low key, just that's kind of what they went through. So that's what they really did not want for me and my sisters. So I really internalized that heavy. So in 2020, you know, gone through life, gone through grad school, had worked really hard to get this promotion. At this point, I, I thought like, wow, like this is so great. Finally got what I wanted, you know, quote unquote, this definition of success. I was not happy. I was not happy. I was struggling. You know, I was burnt out. I was going through like this whole imposter syndrome. I was not listening to myself. I was struggling with having a voice, really just kind of being pulled in different directions. It was really hard. I felt like I was just trying to prove prove to others and prove to myself that I was worthy of this promotion. Yeah, I was having such a hard time and it got to the point that I I knew what I was feeling. And the unhappiness that I was feeling was, I need, I knew I needed to talk to somebody. I knew, I didn't know how to put a name to it. I didn't know what to define it as. I just knew it wasn't healthy. Through my work, they do have like a couple sessions for free. At least assess whatever you need and kind of, you know, let you know or give you resources if you need a connection or, or a, you know, a referral to a therapist, right? So I'm in crisis mode, they get me in, I'm in therapy, and it's good. It's just good to talk about it with somebody, how you're feeling, feel that validation, and then have tools and resources on how to manage whatever you're feeling and go from there. So that time, I felt so much shame, but I also knew that I was not in a good position mentally and emotionally. And I did, I didn't tell anyone really that I was going to therapy because I was in crisis mode. Like I was like, I don't have time for to let anybody know what's really going on with me. You know, things were things got better. I did not. I ended up not um, referring out to another therapist. I just took my free sessions, made a lot of progress, and just was flying solo for a minute. Fast forward 
to 2022 this year I just felt I needed to do a lot more work inside and just like I really was trying to go for this full fulfillment in myself and you know some deep healing and just I don't know I felt like in 2020 when I went to therapy you know in crisis mode it was really just like addressing work you know but I wanted to do a deeper dive into why I was such a workaholic something for myself and being a a good position meant and I didn't want to just do this blanket or band-aid I just I really wanted to let everything out and take the time to be present with myself and give myself what I needed which was dedicating six months to therapy I'm such like a mental health advocate because I know times are dark I know the severity of anxiety and depression even though I knew that I felt shame going to therapy I'm like Jennifer like do you really need to go to therapy like I was just downplaying going to therapy this time around and I had to really get over that and it was hard so the shame that I felt I want to get the definition what Google says a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. I think society kind of puts this shame. Shame is associated with mental health. Like something's wrong with you if you are experiencing all these things. Yeah, it's so messed up and I feel like we got to change the narrative. <laughs> and that is my purpose. One of my purposes in life is to change that narrative because I remember having this conversation with someone who's older. He was like, "I don't even know what anxiety is. Like what is that?" and blah 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 blah. And people act like this like mental health and like all these things and anxiety and depression is brand new. It's not brand new. It's been happening since the beginning of time. It is literally in the Bible. And actually, I googled this also. So let me just reference another another site. I actually googled what does the Bible say about anxiety? And the answer was, the Bible has a lot to say about anxiety, but the word itself may not be found often. It is used a standard of eight times in the NIV version. So the synonyms that they use are trouble, heaviness, distress, and cares are used in its place. And so distress, like that's literally what you feel when you're going through anxiety and depression and loneliness and grief. Like it is, it's nothing new, but people like to act like it's a millennial thing. And it's not a millennial thing. It's just that we actually talk about it more because it's not sustainable to shut it in a closet and act like it doesn't exist, right? Kind of got a little angry right there, but you know what I mean? I hate when people act like it's a millennial thing, that it's something new, and especially like the older generation, like maybe like my parents' generation, they act like something's wrong with you, and that is so messed up. It's so messed up to like invalidate that it's even a thing, right? Yeah, there's a different name to it now. It's still the same thing, essentially, in essence. All right, so the shame is real, but shame thrives on secrecy, silence, and judgment. And I really wish and stress this and encourage this upon people. Do not let shame stop you from, one, being honest with yourself, two, and receiving the help that you need. Because no one's life is perfect no one's as much as people like to act like it is 
on our highlight reel. No one's life is perfect. We are all going through some sort of troubles, distress, whatever it is. We are all going through something. People just don't want to talk about it, right? Because it's personal. It is common, okay? And so don't let shame stop you from getting what you need. The less we talk about it, the more control it has over us. Just do not let shame stop you from getting what you need to get better or whatever season that you're in. Shame is painful. Like when that happens, you feel like something's wrong with you or you are unworthy of love, belonging, or connection, right? So for example, shame is associated with mental health right or like all of these things they think like oh something's wrong with you like why can't you handle x y and z or this is just life yada 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 right and that's why people feel heavy shame that's why people are silent you know we have such a high suicide rate and people going through it where they're not getting the help they need and we really got to change that narrative it is it's dangerous and shame needs you to believe that you are alone and you're not alone you are not. I am living proof of that. And you can go back and listen to so many other episodes where we all struggle one way or another of it, right? I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I do really want people to understand, to understand that emotion and to fight that emotion. Because one reason we get so confused about the term shame and what it means and shame is not a compass for moral behavior. Where perfectionism exists, shame is always lurking. And I truly, truly believe that because we live in a world where we think things have to be perfect, where life has to be perfect, where perfect is attainable. And I got a lot of that stuff from Alice of the Heart. I think I linked it in an episode before. I will link it again. But I really do encourage people to understand that emotion and understand that do not let culture dictate what you should get for yourself in terms of mental health resources. There's no shame in therapy period and really quick i do this month like earlier this week steven twitch committed suicide this is heavy this is so heavy because i feel like i personally get triggered whenever like people who are in the limelight who commit suicide kind of force people to come to terms that that's real and that in those times where there's like someone who's popular or famous you know very well liked who commits suicide then there's such like more attention to it when in reality people commit suicide daily like this i don't know i might be thinking way too much into it but personally i just felt like how sad is it that it takes someone on a big platform to raise awareness on suicide and mental health and this happens like ce celebrities have been committing suicide and then we talk about it when it happens and then the conversation stops and that really freaking bothers me. It bothers me. I'm not going to rag on it for too long, but it happens all the time. It happens everywhere and it really bothers me that that's not talked about enough. If anything, I really just hope I'm going to actually give some statistics and I'll reference it as well if you want to do some more reading. Suicide data and statistics. In 2020, almost 46,000 people died by suicide in the U.S. That is one death every 11 minutes. 12 million adults seriously thought about suicide. Of that 12 million, 3 million made a plan and 1 million attempted suicide. Fully 275 people seriously considered suicide. This is so real. We are... Y'all got to start picking up yourselves, picking up your friends. Do not let people suffer in silence. Do not let people feel 
ashamed of getting help. Do not let people think that it's okay to put up and shut up. You know what I mean? On that note, I do want to talk about the power of the tongue, the power of your words, just because I feel like the only way we kind of can change the narrative is to change the way we talk about it and the way we just the way we manage our conversations. I'm going to tell you all a story how I got called out in therapy actually at a therapy retreat yeah it's okay went to a therapy retreat i was super duper nervous like you know why not i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna try it and it was one of the best things i did for myself and in this therapy retreat it was really cool it was like a really small amount of women had on my own room it was very secluded you know we had group sessions individual sessions and activities as well as um food so it was perfect you don't have to worry about anything all you had to do was worry about bringing yourself and being being prepared to do like deep work and just committed and focused on that on during the weekend of the retreat okay so on my one-on-one session i have this really bad inner critic i'm fixing it okay and i have that because I think being first gen, you know, my parents had such high expectations. So like failure was really hard. I mean, you really couldn't fail at the end of the day. Like my parents were had super high expectations. And that, because of that, I have a really crazy self, self inner critic. Because of that, I was in this session with my therapist. I was telling her what I was telling myself. I was basically like, yeah, I was freaking out during that time. I told myself to calm the F down, right? And then it wasn't until later she called me out in front of everybody else and was like, you know, we really got to be careful how we talk to up to ourselves and she's like for example i'm gonna call jennifer out and she did and it was fine she apologized afterwards it wasn't until she called me out where i realized like oh my gosh how i talk to myself is not okay (laughs) the way that you talk to yourself really really does matter i'm gonna reference something that bruce lee said don't speak negatively about yourself even as a joke your body doesn't know the difference words are energy and cast spells that's why it's called spelling change the way you speak about yourself and you can change your life What you're not changing, you're also choosing. And one last thing, I do want to reference this verse because, you know, I like doing that. So, and this verse is Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know, we do have language. We are able to speak for a reason. We're able to communicate and have these definitions. And it's so important to talk positive to ourselves and to others because one you never know what anyone else is going through but two we need it we need to be able to speak life onto ourselves and into other people and that is just being positive that is just validating feelings and not diminishing how a person feels for example if you have someone if you have a negative coworker or someone negative around you you're like damn why are they so negative right but that just means that they're negative to themselves i just encourage people to really think about how you notice how you talk to yourself it's a positive and negative and how you can change that to stop being harsh on yourself to just know that nothing is ever going to be perfect you will not be perfect you are you for a reason and all that matters is you being happy with yourself right and the more that you're positive you speak life onto yourself then things will definitely change like i want to go into just like two examples like two prime examples have been really bothering me lately that we throw around these words i think we got to be careful throwing around these words so for example we always be telling people to shut up 
And that is dangerous. Throw that around. We throw it around when we're angry. We throw it around when we're joking. I think what's dangerous is if you throw it around when you're angry, right? But to say shut up is a direct command with the meaning very similar to be quiet, right? Shut up is a verb that means to stop talking, to imprison, to close something tightly. Informally, to shut up is to not say anything else, to be silent. What's super effing harsh lately is we say people need to shut the up right you need to shut the fuck up that is dangerous the fact that we do that the fact that we tell kids to shut up the fact that we tell partners to shut up the fact that we even tell ourselves to shut up it is dangerous i i really encourage people to really think about the words that you say to to yourself and other people and that just means understanding what the root definition is so an example is you know telling people to shut up it's dangerous right like to silence people if you let's say let's say i tell somebody oh my gosh i feel like dying today and then someone tells you oh you need to shut up blah 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 or things could be worse and yada 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 by doing that that's just an example of silencing someone else and their feelings right? Versus saying, why are you saying that? You know what I mean? Like it's something that people throw around and it's so dangerous. And uh, the power of the tongue can really has the power to speak life or death, right? To say that is to silence somebody. You wouldn't want to be silent. So why do you do that to other people? Another one that gets thrown around a lot is the word dumb and stupid. Sometimes we call other people stupid. We say it like, you know, in a joking way. Sometimes we say it seriously. Sometimes we say it with like bad intentions, right? People say it and they mean it sometimes. And it's so bad that we just, we normalize like these words, we throw it around, but in reality, like they're harmful words to call people and to even say to ourselves, like I have this friend and she always like, she's like, I feel dumb or I'm so dumb or blah, blah, blah. And we have to stop saying that to ourselves. Like the word dumb means temporarily unable or unwilling to speak make dumb or unheard let me actually get like a better definition lacking intelligence lacking the human power of speech temporarily unable to speak not having the capability to process data the words that we use matter like what bruce lee said and he's a legend okay so i also let's look up the word stupid because we also throw this word around to kids if they don't get something to adults like stupid means slow of mind given to unintelligent decisions or acts lacking intelligence or reason lacking interest look some of these things that we say i get it i've used these words too right but if like let's say for example like you're taking a test and you don't get it like oh my gosh i'm so stupid you're already telling yourself that you're stupid you know what i mean like we really need to be careful with how we just throw around these words because then we act like it's normal also, like if you look up words, like if this does interest you and you start looking up words, I really like looking up the etymology of a word and where it derives, right? If it's like Latin, if it's like Hebrew or anything like that, I like to look that up. So I got the origin of the word and it means mentally slow, lacking ordinary activity of mind, dull. We just got to be careful with the words that we actually use, right? The words that we use are so powerful. We throw them around. We got to be careful with that. I, for one, I've just seen kind of like my life change ever since I got called out about how I talk about, about my self-talk, right? Because sometimes it takes someone else to, to tell you before you even realize like, oh, I could be doing that differently. And I really don't think it can just be super beneficial how we speak to ourselves and others. If you're going through a hard time, how you talk to yourself matters. And how other people talk to you matters, right? And it's crucial. It is crucial when you're going through a hard time, right? When you're 
experience all of these things to have people speak positivity over you to acknowledge you to feel like you're not alone right to feel validated to feel that there is hope right and that you are special and that you deserve to be happy you will get there one day i just feel like in grief and loneliness and just with mental health what's also harmful is like you may not speak it but you think it in your head <laughs> you know what i mean and so when you think it in your head i just feel like that's also dangerous and you have to correct yourself like in your head like just because i hadn't said it out loud doesn't mean it's okay to still think that it's a whole thing it's a whole process for example like if you're talking to yourself and we all do it you know we all have like we all have to make decisions in our head and so let's say you're talking to yourself when you're going through it it's so easy to be like oh my gosh i'm so alone in this no one's gonna get it all it takes is like one sentence one word to get you thinking in a different direction to get you thinking more positively you know we all have bad days right in those days it's so important to even think about gratitude there's so many things that we can like turn around situations and restore like the bad day or the negative thoughts that we had initially right all in all i just want to encourage people not feel ashamed of whatever mental stresses that you have going on just acknowledge and show you guys how important the words that we speak are whether we speak them with our tongue or we speak them in our mind just encourage you guys in 2023 to start making some of those changes and i think that we can really change our not only ourselves but have the impact to make life changing experiences for other people just by being positive just by thinking more putting more thought and patience into the words that we speak to other people shut up and you know stupid and dumb we're just like things that we casually throw around right day to day there's so many other things and other words and phrases that we say that we got to be careful saying all right well thank you guys for listening let me know how y'all think about this episode this was kind of one i didn't prepare too much because i really just wanted to speak from the heart and i really just feel passionately about the power of our thoughts the power of our tongue the power of our word choices have such a big impact on our daily lives. And I really just encourage everybody to speak some positivity to yourselves, to others, today, tomorrow, whenever you can. And I hope you all have a good holiday wherever you are. And just know that you have the power to change your life with the words that you speak. I look forward to wrapping up this series. Got one more episode for you guys. And then we're going to head over to Mind Over Matter in 2023. So thank you guys so much for spending some time with me. I 